Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Not Your Average in Dozens. This is Ash, and I am joined by my co-podcasters, Jimin. Hi everyone. And Nat. Hello. And what's going on, guys? Reason. Well, I probably think it is. Probably. It is still 2020. Um, <laughs> by some, you know, reason. I, I don't know. Um, has felt like 500 years, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, the end of 2020 somehow feels worse than the beginning. Yeah, well, we are going back probably until lockdown here. So, um, yeah. yeah. But anyways, what are we listening to? (laughs) (laughs) Well, now that you ask, (laughs) Um, I have been pretty much obsessed with TXT like the past week. I don't know what it is, um, but I've been listening to uh, their, I think it was the dream chapter part one, or like the one that has Magic Island on it. Um, And they've got quite a few songs songs on there that I really like, some that I really want uh, Nat and Ash to hear as well. Um, I think Nat will like them more than Ash personally, but um, they have a song called Poppin' Star that's been stuck in my head, which is so funny because when I first heard it, I hated it. And I, and like, it's not my style of song, but for some reason, it's just such a cute, fun song. It's just stuck in my head. Um, and of course, I've been listening to um, some of their other sort of deeper cuts. Um, I've been listening to some Temin. Uh, Luna, I, that song that you love, Nat, on their recent uh, album. They just dropped it. Okay. So yeah, they just dropped the MV and like, you remember how I told you I didn't like it? Yeah. For some reason I like it. All of a oh, sudden, I don't know. It's so weird. <laughs> I know. I, I like it. It's such a cool song. And I think I think I know which part like made me not like the song. And I guess we didn't talk about that when we do the Luna album review. I think we're gonna do an album review of that eventually. Um, but yeah, and then uh, what else? I've been I've just been listening to like so many different things. I had like a whole thing the other day where I just went like went into my bag like for some reason, and I went like all the way back and was listening to like the script, and I was listening to Foster the People. And I, I even listen to Bruno Mars, which is strange for me because I'm not like, he, he's got good music, but I'm not like a Bruno Mars stan. And girl, I was all over the place. I was listening to all kind of early 2000s, mid 2000s stuff. Like, I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, I even listened to Halo by Beyonce, which I haven't listened to in years. So I, I've been all over the place with my music and Honestly, music is starting to sound better to me. I don't know if it's because like so much trash came out in 2020 that like when I go back to some of those songs, like, do you guys know Al City? Yeah. Um, didn't he have that song with that girl? Um, Carly Carly Justin. Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about that song. I'm talking about oh. his first like song that popped off. It's called Fireflies. Yeah, I remember that song. <laughs> That like I, I feel like that song, Call Me Baby, somebody that I used to know, that was like an era of just like random one hit wonders. Like, why are these songs yeah. popular? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Or like you're beautiful. Like you're all like really you know, girl, one hit wonders. It was very strange time. I know, but you know what? I hate John Mayer. Like, do you guys did you guys hear when he said that one time he like and look, 
by all means, date who you want. I don't care if you believe yeah. in in a relationship, anything like that. I, do what you want to do. Um, but like when he said his dick is a white supremacist, I was like, I remember um, that you. And oh, I was okay. like, you know what? I'm still gonna listen to Gravity because I love that song. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just not gonna pay attention to anything that that John Mayer ever has to say. Like, that is like a strange way to say it. He is not a real person to me anymore. So <laughs> yeah, like you could have said anything else, and that was what you came up with. You could have just said, "I only like white women," and that yep. would have been way better. Yep, absolutely. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, but that's what I've been listening to. What have you guys been into? Ash, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been pretty busy lately, so. I haven't really had a chance to really listen to a lot of stuff. Um, I did listen to all 30-something of those MVs we watched the other night So for our live stream. So there's that. And um, I did listen to Little Mix's new MV, not MV, um, new album, Confetti, which is, which is like so good. I really like it. I like it. Oh, I like it. I think it's. I think it's a lot more cohesive than a lot of their other albums, and so it's just it's really like back to kind of pure pop for them, and I really like it. And I'm really upset that her Jesse Nelson is like taking an extended break from the group. I hope she's not leaving. But um, yeah, I did like Confetti quite a bit. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I've been listening to. Yeah. Okay. Well, I actually haven't listened to all of Confetti, mostly because I haven't found the time to sit down and like, like I feel like there are albums that you have to dedicate yourself to. You know, you have to sit down and you have to you have to like experience it, you know, to get a feeling for it. So Confetti is one of those because I had really liked the pre singles, like um, Sweet Melody and Holiday, especially are two of my favorite um, songs on the album. But I was kind of just like, I liked everything that they had dropped before that, to be honest. And so I was like, I have to give myself some time. It is sad to hear that Jesse is going to be taking a leave, though. I didn't know that um, at all. I know that they yeah. had that reality show that they were doing for a while, that they had just wrapped up. So I had assumed that. Um, and I know that they had done performances sometimes here. There were three members, but it had been like sometimes without. Um, yeah, she missed the. Yeah, she yeah. missed the EMAs when they hosted. She wasn't oh, there for that. Really? And um, she wasn't there. A couple of other big things that they were supposed to be doing. Some shows in, in the UK. Big shows oh, in the UK. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I do hope she's doing well. Because, I mean, I know that from her um, documentary that she'd been going through a lot. So, yeah. yeah hopefully it's, you know, she's not in, in some serious issues. Uh, for me, I've been listening to everything, I'll be honest. Uh, so <laughs> mostly because I do play music videos and stuff like that during the day. Like, I, I sort of oscillate between, like, uh, history documentaries on, like, the Roman Empire and the you know ancient britain and stuff like that and and um like the plantagenets and stuff like that or i have like music videos playing so like even right now in the background growl is on right now so there's that uh, but in terms of music that i've been listening to uh marina dropped a single today called man's world which is fantastic i love marina the diamond so not surprising um i love it and um i'm excited for her album which is dropping next year uh, outside of that, I 
feel like because I've been listening to so many different things, like all over the place, it's kind of hard to be like exactly what I've been listening to. Uh, I have been listening to like um, Little Mix and, and for some strange reason yesterday, I listened to like Ladder Than Bombs and like We Are Bulletproof and My Time From Seven. I don't know why, but I was. And I, yeah, I don't know. Didn't I, you just spell BTS's acronym with only one capital letter? <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? I thought I was just doing that for this. I didn't think about it. It was I, I like, you know, when you capitalize the first thing in the word or whatever, that's what I did. <laughs> I didn't realize that you had to capitalize all the letters. My bad. <laughs> that's why I said this feels like shade. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, okay. No, it wasn't shade. I just honestly just capitalized everything there. I've been listening to a lot of Blue lately. Blue is like a Brit boy band. <laughs> What's Blue? Uh, okay, they, all right. Yeah, so they're a four-member boy band. I think they recently have gone back together and they started releasing music again uh you know think about like during the era of like Westlife and steps and like um girls loud things like that like it's a it's a boy band from britain you know it is what it is and uh i've just been listening to like a lot of sort of like um i guess i want to call i i call it like the cw music you know like that indie sort of like kind of like emotional music that they put on CW shows. See, when I think of CW music, I think of, um, what's that song? What's that song that we said sounded like a CW song? Um, I can't remember. Well, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, but I was more... <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was thinking of like um Jimmy Eat World, you know, 23. Yeah, like and, a, my, like a yeah, yeah. romance, right? Yeah. Are they the ones that have tech yes? No, that's We the Kings. We the Kings, yeah. Like King um um Gavin DeGraw and like things like that. That's what I've been listening to a lot of lately. I don't know. I'm just saying like melancholic, I guess. Uh in terms of K-pop, um, I actually discovered that you can look back on like your Apple music, like most listened to music from like I, I could go back as far as 2016. So I was look I was actually playing music from that. So 2016 literally the whole list of like the most played music on my phone was all Shinwa. And it was like a bunch here or there of other artists, but it was mostly Shinwa. But I noticed a trend that as the years passed, I, st- I was actually listening to less K-pop music until like this year in the list so far, the only K-pop songs are like four songs from Monster X's album. And um, who else? I, I think it was pretty much just that. Um, Red Velvet's, um, what's that song called um, that I like? Uh, that song was on there, that list as well, too. And what else? Like, it was so strange when I saw the actual list. Why is it all the way at the bottom? Um, let's see. So, yeah, it's like a lot of just random stuff like Dua Lipa, Bush, you know, um, Division, Kevin Garrett, Marina, The Weeknd. Ariana, I've been listening to a lot of as well too. Katy Perry, this as well too. Um, but yeah, so One Us, Monster X, and Taeyeon. One Us lived? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I wow. wasn't to, uh, no, it wasn't lit. It was um, Valkyrie, because Valkyrie's my oh. favorite one from them. So that okay. was the one I listened to. Body Talk by Red Velvet, obviously. My Time by BTS is on here um, as well. <laughs> so I guess I. Yeah, I've been you're right. We only credit Jungkook. You're you're right. You're right. Uh, and but like honestly, it literally is just Monster X 
Um, so I already know how I'm going to uh, select my best of 2020. <laughs> Moss X wouldn't count because that's 2019. No, the album dropped this year in February. It, it was a Valentine's oh, yeah, album. Yeah, you're right. You know yes. what? <laughs> I forgot they did. They dropped uh, Who Do You Love a whole year. <laughs> they dropped the album. Album songs before they dropped this album. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, but and Temple, obviously, by Excel. Genius. Temple but yeah, was I mean, last year. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it feels it no, feels I'm so right. recent. Um and Super M. Super M stuff. Oh, okay. Really- you know if Timothy Chalamet, Emma Watson, and Meryl Streep is are in something together, you already know what it's gonna be. Yeah, it's I, something I'm not watching. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's I as you can tell, I've been all over the place. So yeah, let's Move on to the next topic, which is comebacks and debuts. Is that really a topic? Well, okay. It's a section. Well, in terms of who we have coming back, uh, we have Momoland. We have, uh, well, okay. Let's let's do it this way. Momoland, GOT7, Chunga, NCT, Victon, BTS, uh, debuts. uh, I guess, is this B2B for you subunit? Is that a debut or a comeback? It's a debut. Because I think okay. that's a new thing for BTOB. Okay. And then we have uh, Espa and yep. Kai. <laughs> so those are the debuts, uh, the, the notable debuts. And you know who I'm really curious about? I'm curious about what Ash thinks. What are, what, what, okay, I don't know if you watched the Espa <laughs> video, but if you did, what do you think? And if you didn't, like, are you going to? And what are you anticipating from it? Um, I have not watched it yet, and when I think about Espa, I just think about lots of, like, computer graphics and, like, CG, and I don't know, something that looks very artificial. I hate that you just described 90% of the video. <laughs> I haven't even watched it. Uh, I watched it like three times just to get a feel for it. I felt like, first of all, those dance moves are kind of strange. Like in the music video, it looks kind of cool, but live, it's going to look very awkward if they don't change it. Yes, uh, and it's going to look like, like not filled in. It's like no. I feel like there's a bunch of dead space. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, to like, I, I mean, vocally, you know, SME rarely drops groups that doesn't have at least one good singer. So I think that they're fine vocally. Uh, rap, eh, it is what it is. I just didn't think it was a a good debut. I felt that like all the hype kind of fell flat. It felt like a flop. Like it could not compare to Boombaya and Whistle. I'll tell you that much. And that's really the group that it looks like they're aiming at. Um, well, they're definitely aiming to be Blackpink. And the reason why I, I picked up on that is because I was scrolling, right? <laughs> and then I was like, huh, why is Blackpink doing this really colorful concept? And then I looked closely and I was like, that's not Blackpink. <laughs> and I realized it's Espa. And I'm like, wow, this is, I don't know, SM. I don't know if this is the move to go from Red Velvet to this. I don't know if that's the move. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised because even as um, YG, not YG, uh, JYP had to drop like hip hop focus, you know? Yeah, like hip hop. But ITZY is, I mean, 
Itzy did it better to me than oh, absolutely. And Espa. Itzy, it's, Itzy also has like a very unique flavor that's their own. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came out of the gate with like their own personality that was not, it wasn't like anything else, but it was still on trend. Versus Espa, which is trying to be on trend, but is it? I also heard that they had plagiarized or allegedly plagiarized that K- KDA or KDA or whatever. You know that other virtual group? Um, that, uh, yeah, I have to look it up. Um, but there's this other virtual group that uses some vocalists and rappers or whatever from like established groups. So they had members oh. of Idol on there. They had Madison um, Beer. Yeah. So, and they have, um, yeah, so they use, but the digital group itself is literally, um, it's. Okay, Kada is a virtual. Kata. Yes. Uh, girl group consisting of four themed versions of League of Legends characters. So, exactly. okay, it's like video game girls, and exactly. then they kind of like have songs with like real people. Exactly, exactly. Ah. So, and I think that it wasn't just Idol that they worked with, they worked with other groups as well, too. Um, but from what I'd seen a little bit on um, Twitter, there was like the snake, especially in the. Um, the train was like almost shot for shot from like a Kata MV that had been done. I'm just saying this is legend because I haven't actually seen it, but there's a lot. Oh, of, I, yeah. I did see like, um, I didn't know that it was from a Kata MV. I thought it was from somebody's like Instagram page. Cause I just saw like a video where it was like no context, but then it showed side by side the snake shot. And it, it was very similar. Like, the snake was going through grass through a subway, which is too specific of an idea for it, for it to, you know what I mean? For it to be a coincidence. Yep. So, yep. yeah. So I don't know what's going on with that, but, but... Oh, besides Espa, at least we're going to get resonance part two uh, or yeah. part, yeah, part two. Um, and then Kai, which is the big news that everybody's talking about. Yeah. it His, teaser trailer thing that dropped today was actually pretty interesting it looked like it was good to be honest with you i don't but you never know because a lot of these teasers give you one thing and it drops and you're just like this is not what i was expecting it did give me a lot of like good boy from tang and um g dragon so i don't know if that is something that he's going for but it it gave me those kind of vibes which means it's probably hip-hop based we'll see Mm. Yeah, because Kai usually does a lot of R and B stuff, and honestly, so far, like the stuff he performs at Super M's concerts, it's actually pretty decent. Like, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand the green hair. People were making the um, Billy Eilish Eilish uh, comparisons. I'm not here for the green hair. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, in in terms of like the visuals, right? Um, I haven't heard the teaser, so I'm going to listen to it. I actually didn't even realize the teaser was out. I just saw the teaser photos. So, um, but yeah, I just, everybody's talking about it. I'm going to check it out. Um, and also, of course, people are talking about BTS's comeback. Um, and it was trending on Twitter as well, because apparently the full music video is directed by Jungkook. Mm. So, hmm. <laughs> Love me some Jungkook, okay, but mm. okay, okay, okay. I will say this, right? Yes. His GCF videos that he does, like his little vlogs, yeah, they are really, really good. Like they're okay. very well edited, very beautiful. Cinematography is great. Like 
uh, editing is on point. Background music is on. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess you can't really say that a music video would be just as good because part of a music video is the music. So... Yeah. Of course, those are great when you're using background music that actually has like really good music. But if this BTS song is trash, it could reflect negatively on the music video. And I want to give him a fair shake. So because I think he has talent and I think he could be a successful videographer, maybe even director one day when he um, gets back from the military. Hopefully that doesn't trigger any armies that may be listening. Um but in terms of like, did you hear the snippet at all? The teaser? I did. It sounds very ballady. My tempo. I'm not sure if that's gonna their be slow. wheelhouse. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that you want to make a song that slow for BTS. Not at all. But it also, it, it, I mean, you know, you know my theory. So it fits with that. Yeah, <laughs> I do know your theory. Not to trigger anybody, Which but was- I honestly think that BTS is probably going to go to ARMY together. And this is their farewell. Because uh, Big Hit is snatching up all these companies and all these groups to to keep the income rolling in. And everything from this B trailer and and all the everything that I've seen so far, it makes it seem like it's a goodbye for now. And like they're reminiscing about the good times and enjoying each other's company. And I'm just like, "Mm." well, let me ask Ash. Ash, have have you ever seen another group kind of do something like that before where they kind of do a farewell? Because I mean... Of course, like FX kind of disbanded out of nowhere, but um, like other groups that we know that have disbanded, have they done like this sort of farewell thing? Sister did a farewell. Sister did. did. Yeah. yeah. Lonely was like their swan song. And they really like, lonely. Lonely. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that song like a. Uh, wah, lonely. Uh, lonely. No, 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 no. It's lonely. Lonely. Da, 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 da. No, I, I'm thinking about Wonder Girls. I think yeah. Wonder Girls okay. did have like a farewell song, but that like was literally just a digital single that they kind of just dropped after they they said that they had disbanded. Um, for Sister, when they did their last comeback, uh, after How You Like That uh, or I Like That, after Girl. I Like That, they dropped. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. Um, after I Like That, they the next year, um, you know, everyone was expecting the summer hit. And Sistar said, well, um, this is a summer hit that's going to make you cry. And they literally went on music shows. And for each music show, they did like a medley of their 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 hits. And then they so they did like a whole farewell cycle. Like that was their the way that they did it. No other group has done it as classically like as, as classic or um, with as much class. Sorry, as as Sistar has done it because they were just prime and there wasn't really like a lot of crying it was like a lot of smiles a lot of like you know cheerful whatever but if you watch the mv the mv is definitely a goodbye like you know what yeah (laughs) you know you know what this conversation reminds me of it reminds me of with you know kind of comparing it to if we're going to compare bts is whatever this is going to be to that it reminds me of um Way back when, when uh, Paul Pierce, you might not know who he is. He played for the Boston Celtics. The rapper. No, oh, I was going to say the rapper, but I did mean the basketball players. That is a flaming racist. That is the most racist comment I've ever heard. <laughs> Black men are only two things, basketball players or rappers. Wow, Nat. I hate this. Anyway, uh, just joking, guys. Nat is not a racist. Um, <laughs> um, but Paul Pierce, he tried to do a farewell tour when he was retiring from the NBA. 
And Draymond Green, who plays for the uh, Golden State Warriors, made a comment um, saying, uh, you think you Kobe, but they don't love you like that. And the the thing that's funny about it is that when Kobe retired, he did a farewell tour kind of in that same vein. And so um, it just kind of makes me think of like Sistar being the Kobe in this situation uh, and not saying BTS is the Paul Pierce, <laughs> but, you know, um, I don't know why that made me think of that. Uh, it's kind of random, but that definitely made me think of that. But uh, yeah. OK, so those are the big comebacks, you know, BTS. Um, the other ones I mentioned, NCT. Uh, any other ones we're particularly interested in? Ash, maybe? Anything? Mm, not that I know of. I mean, those are the ones I've been hearing about. Okay. Well, well I'm on Wikipedia, and it says the trailer itself was directed by Jim Cook, but it doesn't say that the music video is going to be directed by him. Well, because the whole concept behind this uh, B project is they were... I don't know if we talked about this a while ago, but apparently like each one of them got like a particular thing that they were going to do on the album. So uh, okay. like Yoongi was in charge of music, I believe. And then like uh, Jimin was in charge of like project management. I don't understand. I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, and then like, I think Taehyung was like fashion and then like, j-hope was mental care or jen was mental care. i don't know girl i don't understand why jimmy was the project manager it's just so random i guess they figure that's honestly i'd feel insulted because that's like telling me i don't have any other talents so i get to manage all the not saying that you don't have a talent if you're a project manager but what i'm saying is it's like they just gave him the title yeah exactly they're just trying to give him a title because it's like do you really need to like do anything when your company is doing all the business stuff you know what i mean yeah it, it's just so strange um but well, so I that's have, why go yeah. on no sorry sorry no what were you saying no no, no i want to hear what you're gonna say oh, no, I wasn't, actually i wasn't like i just remembered um Chunga was coming back and i was gonna say that i was excited for that oh. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's all i remember because she's doing a winter release and that's but she's doing two no she, her Full album is coming out early next year or something like that, but she's dropping two pre-release singles this year. Um, I'm hoping that they're like, gotta go, because that was her best song so far, and she's never really done much. She kind of faded a, a bit this year, I think, in terms of her music that she dropped. I don't feel like anybody's really talking about any of her singles. Like, everyone talks about it right before it drops, and then it drops, and then, like, the day later, no one talks about it. Uh, but also, um, I did watch the Momo Land song um i didn't like it but i mean i'm sure that there are people who do like it um momoland should just have dropped another bam or boom boom personally i feel like okay that's a lot easier said than done (laughs) you know blackpink has been dropping the same song four times in a row or something i mean (laughs) speak facts is hard to deny but the thing about blackpink dropping the same song four times in a row is that like it's the same bad song yeah but like it kill this love was never good how you like that is barely listenable like come on now no offense blackpink we love blackpink but bada boom, bada bing, bing, bing. I want to give them a chance so bad, but I just feel like I like what their energy, you yeah. know, in terms of like what they are going for concept wise and everything. And as people, the girls seem delightful. Uh, yeah. they're, they're like got seven for me. Right. Like 
delightful people or funny people, interesting people, something along those lines. But like, I'm just not really, I don't know what it is about the music. I can't connect to it. Oh, besides oh. maybe one or two songs. Another one of your favorite groups is coming back. Super Ooh. Junior. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually listening Mega to I was listening to some Super Junior today. I was listening to like, sorry, sorry. And it's really crazy how like, I can still remember the dance for that song because it's so iconic and it was so huge. It was like everywhere. Um, Bro, people were talking about how, oh, sorry. No, what were you saying? Yeah. Did I cut you off? I think I cut you off. People were talking about like, why was Shindong able to debut or whatever, all things considered. And like people were saying, you know, it's because he's like a great dancer. Girl, define great. (laughs) (laughs) No, but the funny thing is he actually is one of their stronger dancers. uh, That is very sad. Because, you know, he's chubby, but he got, he has like pretty quick feet. So I think that that might be the difference. No, you know what's crazy? I remember watching the It's You video for the first time and being like, they have chubby idols? Idols. It was like the first time that I had seen it before in my entire life. I was just like blown away. Like I thought it was revolutionary. To be honest, it is, right? But like him and Chubby, that's not really like the issue for me. The issue is more so is that I don't see the talent. And people are just like raving about his dancing and he's so robotic. He's like, he's his dancing is the equivalent to Taeyong's rap voice from NCT. Like, that's what it is to me. And I love Taeyong, but like, come on now. I was actually, okay, I don't want to go too off topic, but I was watching the these, like, um, scandals of YG and scandals of JYP videos the other day on YouTube. And, like, <laughs> the one for SME was really funny because I was like, if this was a drinking game, the drinking game would be take a shot every time Super Junior is mentioned. Take two shots every time Kangen is, 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 is mentioned because that man had, like, battery charges, DUIs out the woos. It was insane. It it was pretty interesting because I was like, is there a member of Super Junior that doesn't have a scandal? Yeah, and ever I since like the Hichuo Momo thing stuff yeah. came out, like people have been like really digging up stuff on Hichuo and like everything he says and does now is like really sketchy. Like in, in like hindsight, it's like, mm, I don't know. Like people he I don't know. Super Junior is like cursed, man. Yeah, I mean, I follow Dong Hae on Twitter, on no, on Instagram, and I have to say, <clears throat> I don't know if there's any scandals for him, but isn't he like super homophobic? Homophobic? Is he the homophobic one? You know, I wouldn't be surprised because he does like not to say that all religious people are homophobic, but there are a quite, you know, I will say there's a high them. overlap yes. when you talk about like religious Korean people specifically. Like, yeah, mo- a lot of the Christian Korean people I know are intensely devout. Yes. So he does like he posts a lot from church services and like quotes and stuff from the Bible. Um, and so I nothing wrong with it. I mean, no. And, and, and you could be religious, obviously, in Christian and like not be homophobic, but it's yeah. just. So that's what I mean. Like, I haven't I've actually never heard of any scandals that included him specifically. But mm. if, if. Is he homophobic? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anything that says he is, but I haven't actually seen anything that would say for sure that he's not. So yeah, I don't, I honestly, and I honestly don't know. Um, but yeah, so they're coming back. They actually had like a, a MV for some song. That's actually kind of cute. That was like, um, I think more of a anniversary, you know, like from their debut or something like that. Cause I had like, 
mostly just like like clips from their tours in the past and like you know like a nostalgic kind of video that's what it was and then at the end they did like their group shot so probably for their um season's greeting you know that thing that sme does with all their artists they have those season's greetings packages so i think it's probably part of that as well too um but they're also i think coming back with an an album too so there's that but yeah i, I think oh yeah uh, that's all that's it yeah. Yeah, I think that's all I mean, with the exception of there's a new Goo Bay 173. But yeah. I mean, we'll I'm sure one day we'll do an album review so we don't have to go into too much detail. Yeah. But well, I just I just mentioned them because I did listen to their medley and I was it was kinda interesting that they even had a medley because I, I assumed that like new groups just sort of dropped music. <laughs> like I don't know, like I just feel like they would like I don't know if they were from like a big group or maybe if they had like really well known members. I had ne- I had never heard of them to be honest. So I just randomly came across them on a whim. But I was like, oh, they got a full like medley going on here. Like, like this is like their comeback or something, and they actually have fans waiting for them. It was kind of interesting. So that's the reason I put it there. Um, it's all right. But I thought we'll, she was gonna say they had good music, and you said none of that. So <laughs> I mean, we'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye yeah. open. Um, we always do. But I don't know what. In the name, yeah, Bay One Seventy Three. I I want to know what that's about. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll figure out that when we do the album review, I guess, uh, which you can find on Patreon. Yeah. Um, but yes. With that said, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back. Hey guys, it's Nat. Make sure to check out all of our exclusive Nyan content available only at Nyan Edisons on Patreon. Each week, we'll be hosting new and exciting content such as album reviews, special episodes, live streams, and much, much more. Stay tuned to Nyan Edizens on Patreon for more. That's N-Y-A-N Edizens. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay, and we're back. So let's get started on some K-pop news topics. First up... I have a video that was posted on Twitter of Jackson, and apparently he's talking to a fan through a V Live, or it looks like a V Live or something of that. It's nature. like that those virtual fan meets that um, groups are starting to do because of COVID. Okay. And apparently the fan asked him to call her mommy. Um, There was a comment underneath saying that he misunderstood her and it was a cultural difference. But then after that, they said, I'm not too sure about it, though. (laughs) So, yeah, um, we and then maybe she was meeting mommy as an M.A.M.I. mommy. I don't know. Well, it's an extremely old video. I'm not extremely old, but you know, in in 2020, where the whole year has been a thousand years, it it, it can be old. But I, I thought it was. I put it <laughs> as something we could talk about because um, we kind of need to address how these like virtual fan meets are getting out of control, where these fans are getting like real bold with asking the idols to do weird stuff, like. I know recently there was um, a video where, like, uh, I don't know. Do you guys know how NCT got two new members recently? Did we talk about that on the show? I don't think we talked about it, but I didn't know that it happened. Wait, no, I think we did. 
<clears throat> I don't think it was like an official topic. I think it was more like, yeah, NCT got this one guy who's like famous on TikTok or something like that. So it was more like a comment. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything about them though. Okay. Yeah. Well, they got two new members. One of them, his name is Shotaro. He's Japanese. And apparently a fan, like apparently like, I don't know if he did something really well or if NCT like run an award or something like one of those um, like weekly award shows. But um, he, the fan told him like, pet yourself as like uh, uh like pet yourself like a dog like as a like like you know to congratulate yourself and like kind of giving idols really weird and specific commands and some of them that come off as like very very inappropriate and degrading like act like an animal bark act like a rabbit um or like saying you know can you call me this really like uh, sexualized thing or can I can, can you know you repeat these wedding vows that's like a really popular one where fans are like having idols recite wedding vows um, like it's extremely creepy and I hear that it's like happening a lot on more so the Korean side than the international side but I've definitely seen my fair share of like I fans asking idols to do really weird stuff and this particular one the fan had asked Jackson to call her mommy and I don't know if she could have meant something else or if mommy means something else in a different language, but the fans sounded like they spoke English um, as the main language. Um, but it's just really inappropriate. Like, even if you do have like a mommy daddy kink or whatever, to ask a complete stranger that is basically sexual harassment. And I just wanted to put a PSA out there that if you plan on going to a, a virtual family, please don't do stuff like that. And it, if you do, please stop listening to our podcast because that's weird and it's sexual harassment um, and it's not funny. So I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else I can put it. Like, it's just very, very messed up to do that to somebody and put them in a position where you're degrading them, you're dehumanizing them and humiliating them. I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Nat or Ash? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I've, I haven't actually been to any of these virtual meet and greets or anything like that. So I haven't actually heard anything about a lot of the stuff that you're mentioning. I mean, I could see why it would be happening more so because, you know, instead of like what happens at regular fan meets where you're face to face with the idol, now you have like the, this, I, this option of being completely anonymous, you know, um, on the internet. So people get really, really, really brave on the internet, as we know. And so I can see why the the weirdness has kind of gone up in a lot of ways. Uh, but yeah, telling somebody to call you mommy and like, like I saw the clip and Jackson was like, um, I'm the son. And I was like, so I don't think it's a mommy, poppy, like Spanish thing, which I still think is, I mean, that's your culture. That's fine. But the idea of calling someone poppy is kind of in a sexual turn is kind of weird to me. <laughs> Not going to lie. Um, but in this, context it does seem like it's a mommy son thing and uh this isn't the Habsburg of of Spain and and in like the 1300s or wherever hundreds they're from this isn't, isn't like their uncle to niece marriages that they were very famous for this is 2020 okay and I know a lot of messed up stuff has been going on this year but that's not okay so please please refrain from introducing your kinks to idols because it comes across like you're treating them like prostitutes. I mean, like when you think about the exchanges here, it, services for money, like, and the services are, you know, it, it's basically them performing services 
as an idol. It does come across as prostitution when you guys get weird like that, I think, personally. So I would prefer if you, you know, the fans would refrain from that kind of stuff and just go back to fan fiction if that's what you're into. I'm sure there's some mommy son Jackson Wang fan fiction out there because AO3 got a lot of stuff and a lot of it's weird. So I'm sure you can find your thing in that world. Leave Jackson alone. I mean, Jackson needs to be, Jackson does deserve to be bullied probably a little bit, but not in this case. He, he doesn't deserve that. I don't think, I don't think. Yeah. So I'd also like to, uh, (laughs) kind of slightly off topic, but when Nat said AO3 has a lot of stuff and a lot of, and uh, a lot of it's weird. I'd like to just volunteer, uh, ask what Nat said. Um, what pad is definitely the weirdest <laughs> on the internet. So, um, but yeah, no, I just, I just thought, you know, that was weird and like odd and something that we need to have a public service announcement about. So, but yeah, what's next? CL has apparently postponed her debut album which is named Alpha. And she has changed the debut date to early next year in order to prepare a better album. Which um, is a good thing, I guess. Um, At least it shows she's working on it. And if it's anything better than that other song that she just came out with, then I I guess that's a good thing. Because I don't think that song was very good. So yeah, I keep trying to really like seal solo stuff, but it's not. I don't know. It, it maybe it's just too much seal. Maybe like in a group form, she's perfect, but in like a solo warm vein, it's not that great for the most part. Uh, I hope that she does work on the album you know, and make it the best that it's going to be. And maybe, you know, she's going to have some stuff with GD because he's also working on a solo album. Uh, so it'd be kind of nice if they did some tracks together. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, um, I am definitely going to give it a listen when it drops. If it drops, we'll see. Any other thoughts? All right. 20 Years of Boa. Um, As we all know, Boa is a queen, a legend of K-pop, and for the past, has it been month that they've been releasing these remakes of Boa's songs by different current-gen idols? Oh, they've been doing that all year. They've been doing it for like a year at least. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I just I just remember the few that I seen that came out recently, but I wasn't sure if they've been doing it the whole year or just okay. So yeah, that's been going on. And um just in general, Boa has been around for so long and she really deserves her due. Um, has there been anything else that's been going on with Boa just as far as kind of celebrating her longevity in K-pop and yeah did you not see that she did like this 28 minute video where she resang a lot of her big hits 
and she kind of recreated some of the MDs. Yeah, it's actually really, really cool. It's like um, her and she she did like so many of like her her top hits, but she re-recorded it. So like it's her current voice um, more so. Um, but like the vibe is still the same. So it's yeah, I was surprised. Like SME has really been given Boa her dues. Like, you know, say you can say a lot about the the way that they manage their groups and their idols and stuff like that but uh boa for the past year pretty much has been like being celebrated by everybody uh and sme especially like at the front of that uh so i'm and i think she's actually dropping something soon as well too so uh like a, a new album or something so that's also something we can look forward to i mean i'm not like a huge i'm not like a bit boa stan uh but i can definitely respect boa um the artist because i've been as long as i've known k-pop even before i knew what k-pop was i knew who Boa was <laughs> so you know it is kind of like a, this crazy thing where she is just always doing better than she has before and striving for you know this idea of what it means to be an artist and you can see a lot of that in Taemin as well and in what he he does as a performer and yeah so she does have an album coming out this year called better so we can look forward to that as well too congrats on 20 years oh my god how many it'll be crazy if she announced her engagement to you know like right now that'd be crazy (laughs) i don't think so I mean, it would actually be kind of crazy because they would literally be like the king and queen of SME, you know, like <laughs> they would be, they would just need to like buy a whole bunch of shares and just start running the company <laughs> so at that point. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited to see what Boa comes with next. And yes, congratulations to Boa. So many female artists sort of just stop performing a lot of times, especially after the seven years, right? But Boa and Brown Eyed Girls are still here. Who'd have thunk? RSVP, home to the boy group Only One Of, will change their company name to 8D Entertainment. 8D Entertainment will work with 8D Creative and Jaden Jong to debut a new subscription-based girl group next year that will include joint ventures with Japan and China. There has not yet been any explanation as to what subscription-based girl group means, but, uh, you know, now that we have an AI girl group, um, I suppose anything is possible. (laughs) And the only thing I can think of is that maybe it's a situation where in order to gain access to maybe their singles or like their like variety appearances or V lives or things like that, that you would need to subscribe to the group. So kind of like a fan membership, like a fan club, official fan club. Yeah. I mean, the way they, if you say, I wish they would have said it like that because if you say subscription based, it sounds like these girls are like HelloFresh or something. And like they're delivered to your your house like every month or something. Like it just, it has a weird, I don't, I don't know. It just, it's so unclear. Like, why would you say that? But no, I think that's a good theory though, that it's more so just like 
um, you kind of pay a monthly fee and then you get a certain amount of access. I don't know that that works in the music industry because it's like, I guess they, they go off the idea that like with these companies like Netflix and Hulu and things like that with their subscription services, the platform is actually like kind of foolproof. Like you will never technically run out of profit and, or not profit, I should say revenue. And in, in terms of like, how can I put this? Like if you purchase, if you, if you, hmm, it creates like customer loyalty basically is the point. So like you keep paying into something every month to no end. It's the reason why like Adobe, for example, it, you know, you used to have to buy for all of the um, young kids listening, the Gen Zers, the 2000s babies, <laughs> uh, listen to the podcast. Used, it used to be that, you know, when you bought a computer, you loaded software into that computer with like either a, like, you know, if you go far back in the day, it was a floppy disk. But after that, it was usually like a CD and you load software onto the computer. Um, I apologize if you're a millennial and you're <laughs> listening to this like, duh, we know. But um, yeah, that's how like it used to be. But then, you know, it, it's far more lucrative to keep selling you the same thing over and over. So they made the subscription based model, which now, you know, is where you get like Microsoft 365 instead of just uploading Office to your computer. You have to purchase that monthly subscription. And it's usually an arm and a leg for a long period of time. I get it from a business standpoint. It makes sense. I just don't know that like in the music industry, that is a like a very sustainable business model. I don't know. Nat, what do you think? Especially for a girl group. That usually has actually, like a, huh? No, I was like, I was actually just sort of like um getting more information. So RSVP is actually called 8D now. Um that's yeah. why I guess it took me a while to like look look them up it's eight eight d entertainment yeah uh, ash mentioned that at the she did? Mm-hmm. i missed that damn it yeah damn it um you know this whole subscription thing was just like kind of weird so i wanted to like get more information mm-hmm. but i have i'm not really seeing a lot of like information like english information on it to be honest but yeah i can see what you mean like we're we're like windows i don't know back in the day was just like you had it forever <laughs> yeah i know you have to like, like one yeah, cd exactly like the group but now you have to pay you have to renew it every year like google docs is in there you know um so i definitely <laughs> And that that is me like that is that like calling Microsoft out because I prefer Microsoft Office products because you can do so much more. But Google Docs is free and it does a job just as good. It does a job fine. So absolutely. Absolutely. And um, like it is kind of interesting. I did see on Reddit somebody mentioned that the word subscription based girl group feels like they're going to debut a bunch of streamers. Like, instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I have no idea. This is going to be like a very interesting um, development. This is something I've never heard of. But the way that you described it, it makes sense. That would like that sounds like the closest sort of reality that I can, can kind of connect it to at this point. Um, but who knows? Like, honestly, but do you think that kind of business model like you pay like uh, what's your favorite group 
just spit something out. Um, I don't know. Big Bang. Okay. So if Big Bang, right, suddenly decided to get access to any of their content, you need to pay, I don't know, Netflix just went up to what, $14.99 a month or something like that? It's like $18.99 for like... What? Yeah. Like $17.99, I saw some people were throwing that number on on Twitter. I don't know. Y'all need to get on that Hulu mess, but... um, (laughs) If Netflix suddenly started asking you to pay 20, or sorry, if a big bank suddenly started asking you to pay $20 a month, and with that $20 a month, you'll get music every five years. <laughs> you'll get a documentary. You'll get members getting kicked out. Of the group. <laughs> okay. No, to be serious, you, you get music ever so often. I don't know. Because that's the thing. Like, how often can you, would you release the music? Because why would I pay a monthly subscription or a quarterly subscription if you're releasing music once a year? You see what I'm saying? But then it kind of comes across like, I don't know, this whole thing sounds sketchy. I mean, there's already <laughs> like very, very thin lines between, you know, I've mentioned before prostitution and being idle. And I feel like yeah. there's already very, very thin. Very so like they're more so selling the idol's availability than the music. Absolutely. And that's also mm-hmm. what SME is trying to do with ESPA and these hotels and stuff. Like it's 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 basically selling the like they're the pimps and they're selling these idols even more you know like oh if you want to see a comeback if you want this comeback to be sexy pay more you know like get to this tier or whatever i don't know like that whole thing comes across as weird like the whole point about like music is is that it's accessible anyways that's why um the idea of this is kind of crazy it's like if youtube literally like i know youtube has youtube pr- premium but if youtube really started to, to charge i would not be on youtube <laughs> okay but it's also too, it's also like the idea like to to kind of go off of what you're saying like music the whole point about music too is it's, just, it's supposed to be like art right so an yeah. art is not something you can just like pump out constantly you, you, exactly. there has to be something that goes to a time effort this that, and the other and 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 thought most most importantly and it's like sometimes that creative inspiration doesn't hit the 12 writers who are writing an average k average k-pop album it doesn't hit them you know like that it, it might take on the long time before they i don't know it, something about it just makes k-pop somehow even more manufactured <laughs> and like it is it is a machine and i know like a lot of people like think that you can't be a machine and still be creative because you can you can kind of you i mean everything that they do is is sort of being created by a human you know like you know trying to do something different something that's going to make them stand out and things like that so there's creativity in it but also it's it's not organic it's forced creativity in a lot of ways um unless you're getting music from like you know, the big production companies like Brave Brothers and then things like that, um, who like their only thing is that they make, they produce music. So they just sell it to people. Right. right that would be right. different um, than, you know, a lot of these like Teddy, like honestly, the reason Teddy's music all sounds the same is because Teddy is the only one sitting there writing it. And he, he just reproduces things, you know, um, just because you had a good idea once 20 years yeah. ago, doesn't mean it still works. And, and to, to speak to that point, that point that you're making, it's like, I think there's a difference between like when SM buys a demo from Bruno Mars um, or like when when you buy these like demo tracks and then give them to an artist. And then like what I imagine the subscription concept is, which is like like the Teddy thing where you're just kind of one person sitting in a room making music all the time. No, absolutely. Because... SME not they don't just take a song they take a song and they customize it for the artist for like that if artist ever, if you ever listen to 
Hot Summer, the FX song, there was an SM, a, a Girls' Generation version of it. That sounds so different. Um, but that was like the song that I guess SME was trying to decide if they wanted to give it to uh, Girls' Generation or to give it to FX. And FX like got it in the end. And obviously, um, Hot Summer is like a really popular song for them. But they don't just take songs and, and just have their artists sing it. And that's the difference with like a lot of what we got from like the AOA, like that era of like AOA and, and Tiara sometime, near the end of their career and Sistar and stuff like that, where they were doing a lot of Brave Brothers or Brave Sound music. And it sounded like, like it wasn't music in Girls' Day too, sorry. And it didn't sound like each group sort of kind of made it their own, but it also was more of a Brave Song sound song you know um and any group could have done it any group like tiara did one song from them that was supposed to go to aoa and literally every time i hear it i i hear aoa singing it even though it's a tiara song even though i love tiara more <laughs> like it's just crazy how that works even with something something was supposed to be a healing or like was supposed to be a solo track for her and girls day got it and i love girls day's version obviously but i could also hear healing on the track so like it is it 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 is kind of crazy when you think about like music and um, especially in the K-pop world where everything is done so fast and everything has to be manufactured so quickly, like concepts, hair dye, you know, all these things has to be done, you know, once or twice a year, like these weird, these really quick cycles. And then you're on the music shows, you're promoting everywhere, you're making music videos. So like, it does come across in a lot of ways on the K-pop side um, as a manufactured sort of. It's very mechanistic, world. right? Yeah, yeah. Like, no soul in a lot of ways. And I know, like you know, JYP clears that claims that he's the Asian soul, but a lot of times. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, what I will say, okay, like I will say, at least JYP's music does sound like vaguely reminiscent of music unlike what music as well too. yeah like, very passionate mm. about it so even when he drops a song like you know very very for ioi like he still put his heart and soul into it you know so i there's a difference yeah. here yeah and wait i feel like with it's very different from like um certain groups where you could just kind of tell like they ran out of ideas and just threw sounds together you know I feel like that's hap that's happening a lot more, and and I know we always joke that NCT is noise because it is, but like something about NCT's brands of noise feels like NCT, and it feels better than other groups that make noise. In my well, opinion, that's why Luna's last couple of outings have sounded very NCT like, and just doesn't sound good for them. Right, like just because you can, like I, I honestly, this is my theory. I feel like they saw how well they did on those like NCT. I don't know if you ever seen it, but they've been the like dance, dance covers, covers. Yeah, yeah, and they saw how well those dance covers did, and they were like, "Let's just become NCT." And then also, I, I believe SM like invested in Luna as well, or something like that. It's kind of similar to what they did with um Infinite, Infinite. Yeah. yeah, and Woolem. So it's still like, come on, like at least try. We know we we're realists on this podcast i would say we're realistic we're very realistic and yeah. i feel like we're honest and we say you know k-pop is not like the most soulful kind of music you can have even korean music is not the most soulful korean music out there um but like you gotta have like a line somewhere you know and I think that this might be the line for me because subscription based just sounds just kind of strange. Like I don't, 
I don't know how that would even be appealing, but I don't know. Who knows? We say things like that. And then like months later, people start falling in love with the concept. So who knows? Yeah. yeah I mean, I feel like Espa, like they, they had like a monster debut and we'll see how that goes and, and like how people really, if people do in Korea, especially like really like Black Mamba, um, I'm, and they're an SM group anyway, so I, I don't see how they could fail. Not to say that SME doesn't have failure groups because they definitely had a couple of them. But um, like what? Like who? Tracks? Like is it? Is milk, it milk and track? Yeah, tracks as well too. Um, they had like a couple of like girl groups like right after SCS. There was, you know, what it is. There was like um, a period right after the first gen before the second gen started popping. Really, like with the Halu wave, um, where. K-pop wasn't really, like, that popular. Like, it was, but not really. Like, that's mm. why it's such a big deal with when, when like, Kara and Wonder Girls and Big Bang, Girls Generation, all those groups kind of dropped at the same time. Because there was, like, a gap where there were still groups, but not really doing what, like, their predecessors were doing, you know? Um, a lot of those, like, filled idols are, are actresses now. So <laughs> that's actually the only reason I knew they're like milk a group like milk existed is because that the girls in the group are acting now so um but yeah and shinwa would have been a failure group too if they hadn't dropped top (laughs) (laughs) the irony of it all yeah i know right because the revolver was their their debut single and it was kind of a flop and then usha usha dropped but it wasn't like mm, it was like a b-side too so whatever so they were it, like they were pretty much told if Top or Twinkling of Paradise hadn't done like well, they would have d- been disbanded. And so, you know, people really like the N word, I guess, and stuff. So <laughs> that's why that song. Came out. I don't know. I think it's a bad song. I uh, like honestly, even without the N word in it, I think that's a bad song. And I always skip it when it comes on the, like their concert DVDs. I don't care. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to it to see if Eric has finally wisened up to the fact that the N-word is not a word he should be saying. But, you know, it took him, like, almost 20 years to just, to figure that out. So, uh, yeah, I think I've listened to that song as a whole maybe three times. Maybe. Even that. Uh, I, I just think it's a bad song, to be honest. <laughs> Shiva has so many good songs. You don't need to listen to, to T.O.P. So, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally off topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nat, luckily the next topic is something that y- has your name in it so oh yes okay so um why is that like that okay so basically there was some um, news that came out today i believe about the pd 101 produce 101 um vo- voter rigging s- scandal that had been so popular and had disbanded popular group X1 and almost disbanded Eyes One as well. And basically they had revealed contestants that were impacted by vote rigging. Uh, And so, I mean, I didn't really know a lot of these people, I'll be very honest, but one member did stand out for me, which was um, her name. Her her stage name is Kyan. I don't know. I just don't know if that's a name that she's going she's using right now as well too as uh, she's an actress but okay so lee Kian, uh, or Kian 
was a member of after school and she joined after school near like the end of like their popularity, I would say. Um, so she was like a Pledis, um trainee technically, but not really because she was already in established groups. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, so it was revealed that she was actually voted into Eyes One and the company or Mnet had decided that because she was such an established um, idol who was probably like, what, 25, 24 at the time, uh, they decided that she wouldn't be a good fit for the group. So that's why they rigged the voting and made it seem like she, she just missed out on being in the group. And it was really unfortunate because this was like her second chance. Because I said, she joined after school, like past, I would say their glory days, to be quite honest, when they were becoming more of like an older group and they weren't really as popular um, or like or financially as popular as they had been before. So this would have been a really good chance for her to re-debut as an idol and because she was still young and, and, you know, make a name for herself. So because they had uh, rigged it, she, I believe she did leave Pledis and now she's with like another company and she's focusing on, on being an actress. And I don't know, like the whole thing was just really frustrating, I think, to me. Because um, I seen like there's somebody from New West as well. There was someone from Obtention as well, too. And like top media is not doing as well as uh, they used to. So that would have been like a really good sort of boost, I think, for the group. Uh, especially with like one of the members from 100%, I think passing away randomly the other day, uh, Minwoo, um, a couple years ago. So, and, and, um, that, what's his name? Now's group, the older group from that company is not really, they're not really doing as well as they used to. And they're not as popular as they used to. Um, their momentum has completely died. So it, it is kind of unfortunate that, some so many of these idols you know looking at the list like a member from limitless um a member from boi from privity like a lot of these groups that are not as popular like obviously new s is is very popular now um but it was only through 101 <laughs> i believe that this group actually became popular uh so or hit the the heights as that they're at now so it, it is really really annoying that they rigged it. And then on top of that, they rigged these groups. So now these boys are not debuting. And then the, the guys who did get to debut in X1 are forced to disband. And the people who did the rigging, you know, they're going to get like jail cell and sentences, whatever. Mnet, Mnet said straight up, they're not going to be doing any more reality shows like, like, um, or any sort of competition. Wait, hold up. Can you run that back real quick? Did you yeah. just say the people who did the rigging are going to be getting jail sentences? Yeah, they'll probably get um, like light jail sentences and fines and stuff like that. You but... need to shoot somebody square in the forehead in <laughs> Korea and walk free. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, they're getting like 20 months, but you know they always get reduced sentences. So... That's pretty much like on the, the the tail end of it. I I honestly would be surprised if any of them did more than like two months in jail. Like I would be so surprised. Yeah, true. And then on top of that, Mnet, which is you know the company who shouldn't be taking responsibility for all of this, said they weren't going to do any more competition based reality shows. Oh, but they're going to be doing the one with Big Hit for the girl group soon. 
So they're oh, basically. I thought yeah. Bigot had their own com- like competition. No. What? Oh my God. Emmett. Emmett, that they're doing it. Yeah. So Big Hit and Emmett's new project is called Global Audition, I think. Um, so yeah. So basically it's it's really, really frustrating that the people who are affected, the only people really who are being affected are these young idols whose, you know, dreams have gone into the garbage and X1 who like literally blew up in the five months that they were active. Yeah, like they, but you know what's crazy? How quickly they disappear after that yeah. scandal? Like, yeah. it's crazy. Well, no. Some of the members are like in groups or they're going to- um, Yeah, and I just mean in terms artists. of like, you hear nothing like in terms of, obviously they're not together anymore, but like yeah. you just don't hear the word, the name X1. Like it seemed yeah. like almost immediately after that scandal drop, you didn't hear anything, so. Yeah. and the thing is, it's not even like they're the only group that got affected by the scandal and the rigging, I'm pretty sure it goes straight back to the original produce um, for 48, I think, um, which would have been for um, IOI and for Wano one and for Eyes one. So I'm sure it's it's a sort of like, I mean, even twice when they created twice, um, JYP brought back Momo just because he could, you know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he, like, he was like, you know, you, the, you know, the, the votes will decide this group, but also I will decide this group. You right, know? like, but I, I don't know. I just feel like these shows are a farce anyway. Like, oh, absolutely. Even absolutely. if the votes were so-called legit, they could still do whatever they want to make those groups look the way they want those groups to look, so. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even with the editing that they do on these shows, that's supposed to create more love or hatred for, for different items. Oh, different yeah, for sure. The editing itself is is already directing you how they want you to think, right? So, but I did hear that some of the members want to do like subunits and things like that. So who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, they sold like six hundred and fifty thousand, like six hundred fifty seven thousand copies in Korea of their first mini. Like that's ridiculous. It's insane, and to think that and like they. They thought it would be best to just disband, especially since they had a five-year contract. Like, it was two and a half years of exclusive um, contract, and then it was, like, a two and a half year that was non-exclusive. So they could just, like, go and do work, you know, on their, as a solo artist or in their groups again and things like that. But they had such a long time that they could have literally just hit under a rock for a year and come back. Yeah. Like, it's insane the way they threw the money away, especially since, and as I said, Mnet is going to do another show exactly the same way that they did the shows that you know people are pissed about um and i don't think it's fair that the the guys and the girls are the ones who are affected by it um honestly so, we have con daniel to thank for this nah, thank I you con daniel he's a good boy did you hear I'm him talking about the up? reality shows huh uh, if, if con daniel wasn't so successful successful I don't think they, I don't think, I feel like if Kong Daniel wasn't so successful, X1 would not have had the success they had so quickly out the gate. Oh yeah, Kong Daniel paved the way. (laughs) Kong Daniel paved the way for everybody, okay? Do you hear me? I'm not even joking. Like, I sincerely believe he wrote the script. Like, he has completely surprised me as well. So don't worry. (laughs) Like, how do you, how do you go from like, it's just like, how do you manage? What's crazy to me, he has a lot of like stands. Yeah. And it's just so crazy to me that they are like ride or die for him, even though like 
And obviously you should be if like if you love somebody, it doesn't matter if they're dating. But like even though he was with Jihyo and even though he's had that when one on one had that scandal where they were like cussing their fans out or whatever. Like, do you remember that? I don't like I wasn't really the, into that time. No, no, no. Because we talked about it and it was we talked about it and it was like a whole thing on our podcast where they were like uh like cussing their fans out or something and then like smoking and like all kind of different things that it was like one big one-on-one scandal and i remember us talking about it i just don't remember exactly what they were doing like but they were calling saying their fans breath stink and stuff like that i do remember that because that's a very specific comment i know (laughs) (laughs) and like they still kept their stand it was that was a crazy time and it was all thanks to kong daniel yeah, it kind of reminds me of like um, I remember when Shinwa was doing like a V Live. I think it was like one of the members. I don't even, can't remember which member it was. And he was like, um, "If you're gonna come to our fan meets and ask me to pat your hair, please make sure you wash your hair." I was like, "Wow, I was like, who was the person? Who was but the you person? Know what you <laughs> have to say it. You have to come on now. Honestly, I'm not touching anybody's physical person unless we're very close and." I have, we both have full consent from each other to do that. Daniel paid the way. Um, and to that end, speaking about rigging things, um, of, I'm sure fans of a certain other big group might think that this particular group's friends rigged this. But news has it that Blackpink has the best-selling album, uh, the best-selling Korean album, best-selling girl group album i don't know how to use my adjectives today the best-selling korean girl group album of all time is i think how i'll say it yes. which is quite a feat it's quite a, a, a strong accomplishment and according to that it's like it's them and then it's like way down the list the next girl group yeah so, so. i was randomly looking at like the best albums of all time in korea like the best-selling albums of all time in korea and yeah. i had noticed that the that Blackpink's album had sold like over a million copies in Korea and over a million copies in in China. And I was surprised. I think I even put it on my personal Twitter, like, holy crap, I didn't realize that like they, they had sold so many albums. It is over a million albums. And then like if if you look at that list on Wikipedia, so like I mean this could also be a legend. Um, the next girl group is literally like the Pearl Sisters and they're they're not even in the million range. I think they're like 300,000 or something like that. And they are like from a group from 1968. So it's just those two and, and, and the bodyguard soundtrack with Whitney Houston. <laughs> That's the only female um, like presence on that list. It's and we literally- can't even count and we can't even count uh, the bodyguard soundtrack no. because Whitney's not Korean. So no, absolutely. And so like, it's literally just boy groups and um, male idol, male singers, like mostly balladaire singers from what I can tell. And so it's like, you know, obviously BTS is all over the list. EXO's all over the list. H.O.T. H.O.T. and G.O.D. Like, like those two groups actually are still quite high on the, on the list as well, too. Um, they, were, they invented the concept of like the, these, the way these stands act today. H.O.T. in them, they invented that concept. Have you ever seen um, Reply 1994, I believe? No. Like, okay, well, basically, it's a K-drama, and, like, one of the storylines is, like, um, one of the girls, like, a huge fan of Soteji, and, like, it, it just shows, like, how idol, like, fan culture was even back then, 
And I don't know. I just think it's really interesting how when, when we talk about like rabbit stands, we kind of don't really think of like the older generations. Like, because if you were a stand of Soteji in 1994, you're probably my mom's age <laughs> or maybe like a little um, a little younger than my mom. Um, because this girl was like 16 or 17. Well, no, you're definitely younger than my mom. My mom was like in her 20s in 94. Anyway, point. <laughs> um it, I just it's just funny to think that they like started the stand culture in K-pop, right? Yeah, I just think it's absolutely, funny. absolutely. And they were selling these albums without, from what I can tell, they weren't doing like pre-releases. Hey, uh, yeah, but pre-release like um, re-releases are not like it's a thing that they do more regularly now. I don't think that they did it as often in the first gen, and they definitely don't. I definitely don't remember most- them having like five different covers for their albums either right or pure sales (laughs) i feel like like back then they probably did have bundles because i have heard like concert tickets with an album but like i don't think it was like the same as prevalent because nowadays it's more like the bundle is like merch and i don't really think i like obviously i wasn't alive in 94 so i wouldn't know but like just going back in time to like those older groups i I would believe at least it would it would seem to me that they probably didn't do as many bundles and things like that. So it's very much driven by the music and like the genuine like of the artist. Yeah, no, absolutely. And not saying that's what Blackpink did, because I don't even did the album have bundles. I don't I don't even think it didn't. I mean, it was barely even an album. It was like 28 minutes. Like <laughs> it was I mean, crazy. The facts are things you can't it, deny. It's insane. <laughs> and that's, that's why I like when I'd seen it, I had to be like, I was very shocked because I did not believe like at first that it had done as well. And then I had looked it up some more and I was like, oh, so imagine if the, the bundle was like tickets to, to a virtual show. Honestly, I would not. Here's my thing about Blackpink. I'm not paying for concert tickets for Blackpink. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't before when they only had eight so- songs. I won't now because I don't really like what they've added to their discography. Yeah. But like, and, and also, see it, as see the performers, performers, yeah. We, I mean, we watched Coachella last year and we thought they were decent, but they were decent by Blackpink standards, not by like everybody else's standards. Like, they just are not that engaging in terms of performance. Like, I don't know. They seem to give negative energy <laughs> to me. Yeah, no. Me. I agree. And as I said, like, my friend went to see them in concert and she said she wouldn't do it again. So I think <laughs> they do the same dance move over and over again. Well, it was, okay. more like, it was more like she couldn't hear, like, certain members over the, the backtrack. The back. But uh, I don't, isn't that a problem with most K-pop, though? Because I was trying to watch, like, TXT Live the other day. Mm-hmm. And... The backtrack was so loud that it was distracting. I was like, what's the point in going to a live show or calling it a live show if it's just backtrack? I'm like, I notice that more at music shows than I do like at actual concerts. Cause whenever I've seen um, fan cams for concerts and things like that, um, the, I mean, it, maybe it depends on the idol too, but from the idols that I listen to, I generally can hear them over the backing track. Like it's there and I know it's there, but I can, for the most part, hear the idol singing over it outside of like certain groups, you know, they have just designated members who are like quote unquote, sub vocalists who don't really sing like outside of that, those people. Um, and I'm not really here to hear, listen to their voice, you know? Um, yeah. But, but I yeah. think with a group like Blackpink, they have to learn how to work with the backtrack. I think that's what would work best for them because 
what they try to do on like the energy and the volume especially on the on the music on the backing track tends to be just really loud and also tends to be different pitch than their actual voices so that's why it's actually more noticeable i've noticed for them especially with lisa lisa like very rarely like you can you can sort of she melds with the backtrack is kind of the idea usually it's like two different tones of voice saying the same thing and it's kind of strange Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of has to be yelling in some cases too mm-hmm. like heard it's not yeah it's not ideal uh to be honest uh but it is what it is like better like not i mean uh, better is subjective but in my opinion better artists know how to work with the backtrack more so than anything else i think they actually did a better job with love sick girls on the live performances uh, i haven't watched the live performances but i mean yeah. I, I say all that to say, like, I'm not ever trying to be, I, don't get me wrong, I have shaded black people for, but I think this is truly an accomplishment that they should be proud of. Like, Oh, absolutely. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to cheapen the accomplishment by saying, oh, the album, you know, I wouldn't pay for the concert I don't know. I think I just said that just because we were talking about, you know, concerts. all those other groups and stand cultures and concerts, but it just in terms of, like, their success, I... I do think that it's a, it's a great accomplishment. Whether or not it's deserved is up for anybody to talk about. I think it's deserved. I don't, I didn't see any, you know, proof of like, you know, manipulation no. or I, I, I honestly, I never hear about blinks like buying the same way I hear like boy groups doing. Well, there, <laughs> there was some things about like them renting rooms for YouTube streaming, but like, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> I, remember, I remember when that scandal hit. But in terms of the album itself, when it drops, I don't really remember any bundling, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, no, I guess I, that's what I'm saying. No, I've only seen, like, the one album that has been sold, to be honest. So, yeah, no, I mean, congratulations. And you know what? And you know what? Okay, I take that back what I said. You do hear it a lot with YouTube numbers, like like people zombie streaming. But in terms of, like, bundles and, and how many bundles they offer and this and that, I just didn't hear nothing like that. So, you know, congratulations to them. And I think they should be happy with where they are in their careers. It's, I feel like they are slowly entering their prime. I don't think they're there yet, but I think they're entering it to the point where, you know... <sighs> Musically, I don't know if they're entering their prime, but in terms of success wise, I think they've met a lot of prominent industry people. And, you know, YG somehow has not held them back. Like being a part of that that brand has not held them back. So I don't know. Honestly, props to them. Uh, they did something that groups with more music couldn't do. Yeah. I think the only, my only problem with it is that I think it proves the whole YG theory, like, um, theory or policy of like starving the fans so that they go harder for like the scraps that you give them. I think that whole thing, like this success really justifies that business move. And that's the only thing that really, I don't, I don't like about it. You I'll think that's the problem? Cause I feel like, do you think when you say starting the fans, do you think that what YG is doing is like intentionally or not YG the person but like YG entertainment is like intentionally holding um music back that they've already done or do you think because I always thought you know at least the way they spin it is that it takes them time to write these masterpieces um (laughs) you don't think that's the case you think it's more so they already have it done they're just waiting 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Makes sense. I mean, I mean, the music does sound dated a lot of the time. Yeah, well, I mean, as if it's your last was recorded like while Twenty One was still active, so it's not. There's proof that they have, and Jenny, I think, in the documentary said that they had recorded like over a hundred songs for the for the album. The album that only had what eight songs on it, six songs. So I mean, it's not wow. the fact that they're not. Yeah, I will say, I will say, and not, <laughs> not to compare them in this way, and not to pop them up to this level, but I will say that Michael Jackson wrote nine hundred songs for Thriller, yeah. and Thriller has like eight, like ten songs. <laughs> so I, I will say, like, and that nine hundred number is not me exaggerating. He literally wrote like upwards of nine hundred. Quincy Jones did a whole thing talking about like how many songs Michael wrote for that album that just didn't get released because he didn't like them. But I will say, you will never hear Michael using that those thriller throwaways to come back and do like invincible right which yeah. i assume is probably what blackpink which is what you're saying blackpink or yg does with some of their artists is like they'll use some of those throwaways and like come back and just like feed the fans these little like scraps yeah. just so they can go hard well i mean if you think about it all they released last year was um kill this love right Literally, that was the only thing they released. Wait, D four didn't come out last year. Square up came out last year, right? Yeah, but I mean, they promoted. They did have the mini, but it was four songs once once again. Ah, uh, that's so, fair. And, yeah, and what so, hold on, let me hold on. I'm gonna Google this real quick. I want to see what four songs were on there. Hold on, tracklist on it, which I think is the better song on that mini. Forever um, young, see you later, really, and D four. Okay. No, 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 that's D4. No, that's 2018. You need to look for um, the one after that. The one Kill with this uh, Love Kill album. This love. Yeah. Okay, I don't know what that... I think it's literally just called Kill This Love. Okay. Yeah. So it had Kill This Love, Don't Know What To Do, Kick It, Hope Not, and D4 Remix. So one of the five songs was just a remix of a song that they've done before. Yeah, and then that... But one of the songs, I think the last one before the remix was a um, ballad. Which is like why? Yeah, it looks like um, it. So it was Black not. Black Pink is one of those groups yeah, that it was not ever do a ballad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, the only thing from it that was even listenable was like, "Don't know what to do." I think because they they did they performed that as like a B side. Kick it live is better than kick it on the album, but none of the songs were inspired. They all honestly sounded like throwaway tracks. That didn't Facts. make it to, the, to square square up or square one. Whatever album came up before that, that's nice. what they sounded like. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like as I said, I feel like Blackpink in your area. That's no, no, that was their Japanese release. My bad. So it is square up, square up, square up is like a really solid mini. Actually, if I had to pick any of their albums, square up is probably the only one that I would rate. Uh, but as I said, I feel like it feeds the YG method of like starving. Like, JYP is, like, twice has three comebacks this year in Korea alone, okay? And then they have two in Japan. You know, YG works in the opposite end of that. Mm, <laughs> and he's, yeah. like, he's like, um, he did it with Big Bang, though. He, he did it with 21. They had, like, years between their releases. You know what? I, th- I feel like that's probably why I like SM's release schedule the best. Because it is kind of like a happy medium. And uh, at first I was like, why does it seem like Shiny never comes back? Well, Shiny is an older group. And then also... <laughs> all of them in the military but there's also two like nct doesn't come back a lot like exo comes back once every blue moon i mean i mean when they do come back they come back with, like 16 songs though you know they do full sm is also known for full albums 
Um, whereas yeah. YG is not as much like YG for the longest time was really just like a digital or mini like album company. They've only recently I've noticed they they've seen the value in full albums and that's why they are dropping them a little bit more like they did with Made. Mm-hmm. Um, but normally like for a while they were like really big about minis and singles. Like I 21 for most of their comebacks that I can remember they mostly dropped just like singles single releases not even minis just singles so um and blackpink too for like they had i think square up might have been like their only real like their first real mini if you think Mm -hmm. about it because they had dropped boom by and whistle they dropped playing with fire and stay whistle like a whistle (laughs) and then they dropped as if it's your last so those were not minis they were just single releases Honestly, I think that part of Blackpink's um, appeal with Black men is, well, they're women, number one. But also, Lisa is, like, Nicki Minaj knockoff. I don't, okay, that was very random. I just had to say that. She's, like, her vo- she sounds like Nicki Minaj. Obviously, she's not nearly as good of a rapper. But she sounds like Nicki, and she has this vibe that's very similar to Nicki. And every time I see Black men react to Blackpink, talk about Blackpink, I noticed that Lisa and Jenny get a lot of the attention and it's always like kind of about stuff that makes them similar to Nicki Minaj. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) What is the next topic? Uh, So it's just an update. Uh, Yuchen, formerly of JYJ, formerly of TVXQ, uh, has had some financial issues. As we know, Uh, his, he had lost his lawsuit. Uh, for being a pervert. Oh, no, and... no, we're not talking about that. Oh, I thought that was nice. No, no, you, you, you skipped the Black Swan one. Oh, you know what? My thing was covering it. But I'll just talk about Yuchin since I was still talking about him anyways. Um, and it's going to be great. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about that, but oh. if you want to say Because I don't have anything to say about it, but if you do. Okay. You can still say it. Oh, well, I mean, everybody just started talking about it. So. <laughs> um, I mean, because we can always cut it out. That's what I was thinking. But go ahead. Uh, Oh, I just think it's funny because he his whole angle with his previous like like trying to pay the victim was that he was broke, even though he had like publicly done fan signings and things like that. So he was making a lot of money. Um, but his he went to the lawyer and he was like to the judge and he was like, I'm broke. I can't pay her back. But anyways, um, the, ju- the judge said that's a lie. And so he has been reported to pay back like forty five thousand USD. And then two other lump sum payments of like six grand each. So I wanted to really just mention that because it's good news. I think it's good news that, you know, we're seeing bad people pay for their crimes because we don't get to see that very often. So I just wanted to mention that. But also another issue um, sort of similar to that, except we're going, um, this is a bit more gray is uh Hemis or yeah Hemis right um from Black Swan the recently released group from DR Music home of Rania as we all remember uh she had an issue where she was sued by an anonymous acquaintance for allegedly scamming him out of money uh, about 45k um in loans and basically DR Music is taking legal action against the accuser uh for intimidation, defamation, and sexual harassment. So Kiemi has left 
black swan. She has retired from the industry. So you can, you know, take that for what it is. But she's also has come out to sort of clarify the situation with this gentleman. And basically, um, I think when she was still working in, as a broadcast jockey on a, that, you know, Africa TV, um, she, he had been one of those people who gave monetary donations. And, you know, as what has usually happens is that people who are very obsessed with a lot of these DJ people and these cam people, they want to meet them in public and they start wanting to offer them things like money and gifts and things like that. And it seems to have escalated to the point where he was asking for sex and he was asking to be her boyfriend and all these things. And she said that she declined, you know, all of the sexual aspects of it and that she became very uncomfortable with him and that's why she was avoiding him it was not it was not about her not wanting to pay him but her, about her not feeling safe because he had sort of crossed the line in some way um in many ways actually based on the accounts and so she says that um he invaded her privacy by coming to her home without contacting her um and she clearly expressed her intentions to pay him back the money which is five million one um, after November, and she basically just avoided him because he was a creep. Um, she said, since our promotions began, I can't disappear because obviously she's promoting <laughs> a debut group. So she's basically going to be out and about. Um, and and you know, we know idols schedules are very easy to um, find out online. So it's, it's not like she could actually actively avoid him. Um, but basically, she says, I will reveal all of the details of the truth through the lawsuit. I will not stand for how you describe me as a stranger by saying that I use the office office tell to meet men for secret dates. I have a witness and evidence that will prove this is not true. So I generally believe her because I've seen a lot more examples of men like him and women like him too, um, or however you identify um, acting in that manner, uh, especially after providing, you know, of their own, will <laughs> monetary donations uh, to a lot of uh, these you know online personalities youtubers and things like that um and i mean i know we i feel like i've been saying the word prostitution a lot <laughs> in this episode but there's a very fine line in a lot of these cases with with prostitution as well and that's why i think a lot of people or this man in general seems like he felt like he owned her you know in some way uh because he had willingly given her money for being a pretty girl on camera you know and so um it's unfortunate that you know black swan already is debuting with this very interesting and new sort of concept in k-pop to have to deal with this so quickly out of you know all, like out the gate in some ways so it is very unfortunate and i do hope human hammy um you know I, I hope that she wins the lawsuit and i hope that she you know is able to do something maybe in the in the industry or who knows go into acting i don't know um it seems though that her days as an idol are done and i don't think that she could honestly recover in any ways because gina has not uh so yeah it is unfortunate and i guess now black swan is already down a member 
and it's a Korean member. So I mean, is <laughs> is it a K-pop group anymore? I don't know. We'll see. Um, honestly, I don't think it is because they've got a black member and then a white member. I think. Yeah. And then the rest were different, you know, from different other different Asian countries, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that that that's I don't know. I, I just feel like this group so far, so many bad things have happened so far. Like not I wouldn't say bad things, but so many like things that if you know, whatever can go wrong has gone wrong, you know, yeah. Um and I, I definitely wish the best for her, but I, I feel like, too, for the group, like, it's already hard enough. And then on top of that, they have a Black idol. And then on top of that, like, you know, they I feel like they're going to develop a reputation, too, just by the fact that people are going to read, the, you know, read these headlines and then, like, think different things, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. And it and sucks. It, yeah, no, it, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the listing. And so... Yeah, it looks like it's a four-member group now, but three of the members, sorry, two of the members are still Korean. So it so is a K-pop. Korean members, a black member, and a white member. Okay. Yeah. So it is, it is a K-pop, so it's majority Asian. Well, yeah. okay, that actually is it K-pop because it can be majority Asian and not be K-pop. Yeah, so it's majority Korean. Okay, so the, you said they're both Korean. Okay. Yes, they are both Korean, and I think, isn't Oh, and one of the girls is Brazilian Japanese as well. The the white girl. So, okay. um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know that one of the girls was actually already in two groups. Three oh groups. My, wow. Three groups. Um, so the leader, um, Young Hyun, she is born in 94. So, I mean, she's not, she's not like super old either. She was in Stellar and L-E-H-E. E-A. I don't know if it's Leah or you have to pronounce the letter. What? And she was also a new member of Rania. <laughs> so... I bet you she tired of debuting. <laughs> yeah, and she was also on Mix 9. Imagine so... if they have to debut again because of this. Oh my god. We're just like a new assembly people and she's just like, you know what? I'm gonna hang it up. Yeah, so... no, it is unfortunate, but um, yeah, did you have anything else to add? No, I thought I just I think it's a definitely an unfortunate situation, but um, everything you said, you just kind of hit it on the nose. So. All right. Um, so the next topic is. I'm uh, deceased, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we are actually going to be hitting what we're going to call the big hit block. OK, sorry, guys. A lot of stuff has been going on, and a lot of stuff has been going on that's connected to Big Hit. Like, very creepily and specifically, starting to make me wonder if there is a conspiracy with them coming out with this BTS album and then having all this news back to back to back. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know that um, we try not to talk about BTS as much. <laughs> and, and, but you, you know what? For all the listeners out there, you know, I think one thing that we do to help you all along is like we do put the timestamp. So like if you don't want to hear about Big Hit, we we tend to like keep it isolated to like certain parts of the episode. Don't get me wrong, they'll come up in different parts. Just because, you know, it's it's kind of like trying to talk about 
let me think. It's like trying to talk about basketball and not talk about LeBron James. <laughs> like, you know, you're like, yeah. certain things are just so popular that like, it's hard to avoid. And we're so sorry. But I, I think you guys might like some of the things we have to say just because it there are, there's some funny things in here. There's some messed up things in here. There's just some, you know, just like interesting things in here. So that's what we try to do and if you can think of anything else you would like us to talk about besides big hit on future episodes when you know 90 percent of k-pop news is about big hit let us know because trust me we would love to expand our horizons even more than what we already do we do try to find very diverse news and that's why a lot of times especially recently we've been trying to introduce a lot more like new content and stuff like that so really it's it's just what's there guys Sorry. Um, so to start, Jungkook. I mean, we could talk about that subscription-based girl group for a couple more hours. <laughs> go on, go on. Do you like put a quarter in a machine and you know like, they start moving? Like I don't know. But anyways, <laughs> Jungkook named sexiest international men by people. Do we agree? Now is this short here, oh, Jungkook? Oh, or... Jesus Christ. <laughs> So is this? Oh no, it's okay. So is this short haired Jungkook or long haired Jungkook? Because there's a difference. Matt didn't put a link. Well, because I just saw it on Twitter, it was like trending. So I mean, I don't really. Oh, so is this? What if it's just something that Army's made up and it's not? No, no, it's true. It's true. Um, people drop like their sexiest men of the year and like all the different like you know sexiest men categories i guess um so michael j so michael um b jordan is the sexiest man of the year according to people and my god sister um and jungkook beat out like i have to look for it now but he had beaten out like keith urban who i don't even know why he was on that list to be honest like, <laughs> is he canadian no he's australian he's married to Nicole oh. Kidman. he's like a mm-hmm. country artist yeah, I knew he was a country country artist. That's why I thought he was Canadian because I don't think of Australia and okay, Keith Urban. Married <laughs> Mary to Gwen Stefani? No, he oh, that to- no, that's Urban. another country artist. Um, so basically, he beat out. Okay. Um, uh, oh, why was he beat out? I'm looking, looking at these pictures. Um, I'm looking at pictures of the dudes too, and I'm like, Dan Levy. Mm-hmm. Keith Urban, Keith Urban neck look a hundred years older than his face. I just, I don't. I, why was he in competition with Keith Urban? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to you. And the guy from The Americans, which is a fantastic show, but I would never put him What's in name. Like, um, I can't remember his name. Um, but he's married to Carrie Russell. Uh, let's see, The Americans. Oh, what a, that was a fantastic show from FX. I definitely would recommend Matt, get to the Matt list. Rise. He's a Welsh artist. He's, he's so, a Welsh art, actor, sorry. So Ma- he, Matthew, Matthew Rise Evans. Oh, I know who he is. Rise. I'm spelling it wrong. And R-H-Y-S, because he's Welsh. Um, and then... No, I am so sorry to you. <laughs> He deserves so much better. And then Dan Levy from, I know a lot of people know him from Schitt's Creek, uh, but I recognize him from the Hills After Show on MTV Canada. Okay. Didn't he, I thought I saw, didn't he get a Sexiest Man award for something else? Maybe he got it for something else, but he lost out. Because he had a um, 
profile in the magazine for something for sexy something. So basically, I think they had all these men like on the list, but Jungkook was like the winner. He, they're just like you know the other people that were nominated. So it's important. Are these I like Paper Choice Awards where they're chosen by fans or like a committee? Or no, something? it's the people at People Magazine and then PR, the stars PR people that jockey for these awards so that they get publicity. Okay, Big Hit, this is such a strange award to go for, but um, I will say that so far, out of all the people in that name, Jungkook is far and away the far, best of them. Far ahead of I everybody. Mean, it's not even a competition. I see why he won if those are the nominees. What is more funny to me, however, is that it's an international sexiest man. <laughs> Something about that is so funny to me. This is the first <laughs> time they've actually had this category. I believe it. I can see why. Like, I think that's going to be interesting. Later. It makes me think, you know, considering how like dire his competition was, like, it makes me wonder if this whole thing is just a ruse to give a member of BTS an award. Girl! Thank I you. Think so. I think I honestly do think that it was like they wanted to give BTS an award, but they didn't want they wanted to give them an award that made it seem like they were a winner, but not really pick them. It's like, you know, the new didn't they introduce like a are are they introducing a K-pop category at the Grammys? Is it like that? <laughs> oh, the VMA, right, right. Because they, they yeah. want an excuse to give BTS this award so that BTS fans can buy into it. And you know what? I agree with that because Come on now, like, why would you put those people on the list when you could put people on the list who are like widely recognized as being like attractive, like, like Henry Cavill, I believe, is one of those people. Um, like even even to like other Korean like men, like uh, part, Kong uh, huh? Kong Yu, he's an actor. Yeah, he was in the um, shoot, he was in that zombie movie that was really really popular, Train to Busan. Train to Busan? Okay. Well, maybe. But, like, Park, Park Seo-jun, like, he's widely recognized for his visuals. So, like, it's just very strange <laughs> that, like, the competition was, like, this 23-year-old who looks borderline, like, 19, like, some on some days. And then, like, all of these men who are, like, who look like the Crypt Keeper, that just seems a little strange to me. I don't know. It just... I don't see where they were. I believe in Ash's theory because looking at Jungkook and then looking at these other men, it's like day and night. He's way more attractive and he looks very youthful. Not not like a kid, but like youthful. Like, you know what I mean? Whereas these other people, I noticed they were like what, like in their advanced age. They're okay, very mature. Yes, there you go. I don't know why I said advanced age. I was thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> you would know this, but there's a Spongebob episode where... um. They get him and Patrick, I believe, get stuck in this like underground place and it gets really dark. And SpongeBob goes, This is not your average everyday darkness. This is advanced darkness. Advanced age. Okay. Well, I'm looking at the <laughs> categories here, and like some of the categories are kind of weird, like sexiest content in quarantine. Sean Mendes won that, guys. He won. But he's not content. He's a person. What, um, basically, people who posted a lot to their feeds during the lockdowns. But how can that be sexy? <sighs> Sexiest happily settled men. That is a category, guys. Okay, that should not be a category. And That's there's a sexiest newly single guy category. Okay, fair. 
Um, Basically, nobody takes these awards seriously. Well, apparently, I mean, uh, Big Hit did. They submitted Jungkook, so, so. they thought this was their way to a Grammy. There is a category <laughs> for sexiest man in a mask. Is that a good way of saying you're ugly, but we're going to give you an award? Mm, I don't know, because I feel like this. If, if you look a certain way, I don't think a mask is going to change you, the way you look that much. Like, I don't know. To me, people just look the same. You just see less of their face. Okay, now I will say, if if you got a like a couple teeth missing, then a mask would definitely change that. <laughs> <laughs> like, they also had a sexiest zaddy con like list. Okay, here. you know what? Thank you for saying zaddy. Because why wasn't Zayn on that list? Zayn is one of the sexiest. They have, have a sexiest won. dad. They have a sexiest dad category that Zayn did not win because one of the Jonas brothers, Joe Jonas, won it. Um, but Zayn was nominated. Let me, let me hang up real quick. And I gotta also, go. Joshua Jackson, my childhood crush, was nominated, and he didn't win either. So this is just messed up all around. I mean, when has Joe Jonas ever been more attractive than Zayn? Never. Yeah, Zane probably doesn't care about people, and he's oh yeah, so, he does So that's does. why Zane doesn't care about music. Zane doesn't care about his fans. <laughs> they very simple that Zane actually cares about. Zane's a hater. <laughs> Zane Zane doesn't care about enunciating. Zane doesn't care about a lot of things. Okay, guys, he <laughs> doesn't care about being vertically challenged. And you know what's crazy? How can somebody that beautiful and that talented just like just it just seems like he don't care about nothing Not and like. Either. He, everything just moves in slow motion around him. And I, I don't understand it. Like, Probably. he has the total package to be something great. And then he just, I understand his anxiety st and stuff, but I mean, like, in terms of, like, he kind of has an attitude. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever noticed, Zane has, like, a bad attitude. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's strange. Yeah, I think that he he buys into his hype a lot more. And I mean, I love Zane. I'm a fan, but I do feel like he bought into his hype. And that's also what motivated his leaving um, One Direction. Honestly, if you said like he does, and then you're in the same group with Louis, like, what <laughs> 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 you? You know what? We're talking. We were talking er, initially about, about Jungkook ringing, rigging, rigging um, competitions to put certain people together, okay. and Louis, girl, and should not have been in One Direction. How? <laughs> so, and people say like oh he was like the funny one you know kind of how like k-pop has like the mood maker and i'm like girl all of them were the mood maker what are you talking yeah. about like harry styles is one of like the most interesting people on the planet like they did not need louis in, in one direction absolutely stop not. it so louis um, was uh louis was selling out somewhere <laughs> so what is the next cat? What is the next topic? I don't well, know. What this is really about, yeah. <laughs> this whole thing about Big Hit purchasing Zico's agency. So, after Zico left um, his Block B and the company that they were signed to, if anybody can remember, <laughs> Zico did used to be in a group called Block B, and they were, you know, fairly successful. Uh, he opened his own agency called, I don't know if it's Cause or KOZ Entertainment. Um, he was it was founded by Zico and he had Zico and another artist. And basically, the philosophy of Cause or KOZ 
Oh, you know what it stands for? King of the Zungle. I or I think it's Zungle. I think that's what his whole thing was. What? He's very strange. Yeah, he, he's I'm very a Sue Zico just for doing that. Why would you even do that? <laughs> Let me double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it meant because I remember thinking like that's super weird. Um, <laughs> but also like. Zico really likes his name and putting you know what I think I get it actually you know I think I get it because um you know how like in Korean there's no Z so they use Jit which is um pronounced like a J yeah so like well not pronounced it's like a a halfway between a Z and a J so like king of the jungle could actually be like a translation of king of the jungle but like the Korean spelling like a Hangul spelling yeah so we we could be roasting this and it could actually be like legit and like a and a thoughtful thing that he did. Yeah. I don't know how much of that is (laughs) realistic for me, but I I would like to think that he put that type of thought into it. Yeah. I mean, it took me five seconds. Yeah. It is King of the Zungle, so I was correct. Um, But anyways, so he said, apparently his CEO said that the philosophy of cause, which attaches great importance to the value of artists and content and seeks innovation in the music industry, is similar to that of Big Hit, which is innovating the business model of the music industry. By collaborating with Big Hit, we will make an effort to discover skilled artists and officially push ahead with business in the global market. Um, so basically, Bang Shi Hyuk said, I am happy to be joined by Zico, the best producer and artist of Korea. I was expect I am expecting Cause's artists to actively promote Whoa. the market through Big Hit's global network and music production system. I'm looking forward to the synergy Big Hit and Cause will create together. Uh, so yeah, it is very interesting. Um, I'm very mean, interesting to refer to Zico as the best producer and artist in all of Korea. Yeah, I mean Zico is a very like he's very popular and he has a lot of hits. Like his song, any song earlier this year was like number one for like six weeks or something like that. But it's it just so of, interesting to say that when like yeah. Big Hit prides themselves on developing artists and talent that like, you know, are can can work in the on the you know, the behind the scenes of an album, production, writing, and all of that. And yeah. so for them to refer to Zico, somebody who's never been a part of Big Hit and who developed his own thing as the best artist and talent, it kind of I don't know, it, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective into how they feel about, you know, like Seventeen, BTS and all these other groups that are known for like doing their own stuff, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean the criticism towards Zico and his personality and a lot of the antics that he and his members of Black B got up to are very valid. Um, I have always been a very, like, unwillingly very into Zico's music. I will be very honest with both him and Fancy Child, which is his, like, collaboration group with Crush and, like, all these other artists, and Dean. Um, So, I mean, Bermuda Triangle, one of my favorite songs of all time. Not gonna lie. Uh, But Zico... Like, I do feel like Zico is, like, a really good artist. I think he tries really hard to create unique music. And I don't think that there's anybody on the market doing what he's doing. Um, so I can understand why um, Petey Bang would say something like that and, like, have that kind of opinion on him. Because I do feel like, you know, Zico working on his own, like, his own company, his own agency, was able to pretty much mimic the heights that he had at a big agency while he was working with a big group. So... I mean, I don't see, like, I, I do feel that the sort of comment from from um, 
PD, Mr. Hitman, um, are correct. I do, I do, I don't think he is like the best, but I think he is up, definitely up there in terms of, you know, a hit producer in this day and age in Korea. Um, and just somebody that people of all ages tend to like. I think that that is very accurate. And so uh, I'm not, like a lot of people were very surprised. A lot of people were like kind of confused, but I, you know, speaking on my, th my theory about <laughs> BTS doing their big swan song and going to the army and um, big hit acquiring all of these companies and groups and things like that to keep the money rolling. Like it's, it's, it's like the, conspiracy is coming together you know like all these pieces are just reinforcing the thing that i believed initially which is that bts will like if it's not all the members some of the members will enlist after this b comeback come that's happening this year and the they're using you know zico and 17 and g friend and all these things to sort of mitigate um the loss that they're going to take when bts has to take their hiatus for the army so and honestly, all shade, Zico and, you know, BTS have the same sort of history with um, cultural appropriation and racism. So I'm sure that this is a good fit, <laughs> um, just on a petty note. Uh, and I do say that as somebody who, um, as I said, likes Zico's music, I'm not really huge on Zico as a person but I do like Zico's music and uh yeah I don't know what do you guys think about this new connection and collaboration and are you gonna see Zico and maybe Rapline working together in the future Zico writing for G-Friend or this new group he was a mentor on um Island which is another like reality group competition show so he could definitely join um, whatever Big Hit's doing to, to create this group, this female group with the Mnet, and be a mentor on that as well. So, honestly, my, my main thought and probably my only thought is the amount of N-words they're going to have to try to censor if BTS and Zico do something together. Um, <laughs> or are Zico's going to have another line about having yellow skin and being and having a black soul. Um, like, like he did in Bermuda <laughs> I was like what are you even talking about <sighs> girl I don't know but it, with him being a mentor though he could they could possibly use him on you know their little show that they're doing yeah, did you just say that yeah. yeah and then um, yeah yeah I mean that I don't know I, I don't really have too many thoughts about it just because I feel like Zigo is a prolific artist, well, a prominent artist, and he's already good on his own right. So it's not like this boosts his like portfolio or anything. Like this move, if anything, benefits Big Hit more than it Big does Zico. Absolutely, Zico has the reputation in Korea. He doesn't need them. And yeah, he doesn't need them, and he doesn't. And if you want to say, oh, well, you know, they can offer him the international this and that. Zico, first of all, most, I don't. Zico should never even think about becoming big internationally because the moment they find the skeletons in that man's closet it is over for Zico that man um, wore a confederate flag on his outfit I mean it's not happening for Zico internationally <laughs> so it, it's not and then also Big Hit doesn't have that type of pool anyway anytime you got a big for a Grammy you do not have that pool internationally anyway um and also a lot of Big hit stands because they do have company stands. I, I feel like 
they are more so stands of like big hits more like the content that big hit uh produces like themselves not like mm-hmm. i i find that a lot of like moas which is the uh, tomorrow by together's fan base and a lot of armies i find that they have not opened up to like 17 and g friend and like uh does is g friend a part of the yes thing? yes and is. um I thought I was getting them mixed up with uh, another group for some reason. Um, and um, there's another group. Uh, th- anyway, point is, I find that it's not like this immediate love for those other groups. It's more so like armies are cool with being MOAs, MOAs are cool with being armies, but they're not necessarily like immediately pouring over to these other groups from these other companies. So yeah, I, I just, position, right? So yeah, exactly. And so I, I just don't see this benefiting Zico. I don't see it being a negative either. Um, I just don't see it being like, Oh wow. Like, oh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that's really it though. I mean, I don't yeah, wish I, any good luck because I don't like Zico. And I, I barely, I, I tolerate big hit because Jungkook. So and and I like seventeen. So and also I'm starting to like tomorrow by together. But honestly, they are the least big hit big hit group out there. So well, uh, King of the Zungle will continue. Can you imagine him going on American TV and explaining the name of his company? Like, oh, God. Anyway, we almost at two and a half hours. <laughs> we, we don't need any more non sequiturs. But yeah, uh, with that being said, um, shout Matt, out. do you have any shout outs? Ash? Well, let's do Ash because Ash has some thoughts. Ash, shout outs. Um, shout out to Luna. It sounds like they have a song that is actually good for once. So good for them. And shout out to long-haired Jungkook for being people's sexiest international star. And shout out to um, Blackpink, I guess. I mean, they've sold over a million albums on, like, a handful of songs, so good for them. Respect. Yep, that's all. Okay, all right. Well, uh, Nat, do you have any shout-outs? Uh, yeah, shout-out to us for this fruitful discussion. Uh, shout-out to uh, the listeners. You know, thanks for uh, allowing us the uh, the chance to rant. <laughs> But also have, you know, very fruitful discussions and, you know, for coming back uh, to listen to us. And shout out to um, uh, I just looked up and sorry, Super Junior was on the screen. So I wasn't I'm not shouting them out. Um, (laughs) uh, Shout out to Tomorrow Bites Together or, you know, I feel like they have better music than their album and hopefully we'll get to see more of that music instead of whatever they're being shoehorned into performing. Um, yes. 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 Cause they, yeah. And shout out to Luna as well, because star is just gorgeous. It's beautiful. I mean, the music video obviously is beautiful, but the song is just like, 
the best song that they've dropped in so long for me. So I am so excited to um, have something to listen to. But yeah. Okay. Uh, shout outs to um, everyone who... Okay, rewind. Pretend I didn't say that. Um, girl, my head is... I'm delirious. <laughs> shout out to Hajime Isayama, who's going to ruin my life in three weeks. Um, shout outs to all of the parents out there who are good parents and don't neglect their children and let their children have lice. Like, seriously, shout outs to y'all. Um, shout outs to... I can't even justify shouting out a single idol right now because I'm kind of still I'm kind of still re- recovering <laughs> from that article. Um, but if I if I, I will say shout out to Cha Anu for being like he's really really attractive. <laughs> so shout out to him. Um, and yeah, shout out to Blackpink because I think what they did is incredible. Um, and I just think it's cool to see to see and um, all the best going forward i suppose so yeah um i believe that is all with that being said if you would like to reach out to us you can find us on twitter at nyan edisons that's n-y-a-n-e-t-i-z-e-n-s uh you can also find us on instagram and facebook and not your average netizens you can find us um, in terms of listening to our podcast. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast for the most part. SoundCloud, uh, Apple, iTunes, iPod, pod, you know what I mean, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Um, you can also uh, reach out to us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. We do monitor that inbox and we'd be delighted to talk, speak back with you and get feedback, anything you want to say. Um, and I also want to, uh, do a quick shout out to our patrons. You know who you are. We really appreciate your support. We are coming through, um, with more content. We actually had a a huge boom of content, but then there was was a lot of things that happened. Um, of course, um, but we are getting back into it and we are not getting back into it, but we are going to be posting all of that content. But yes, so shout outs to our patrons for real. We we really appreciate you guys. Um, and if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, you can. Um, I believe our username or or you can find us on Patreon at Not Your Average Netizens Podcast. Um, and we do have a couple tiers you can choose from. You could be a, a J Park t- supporter, a, a shiny supporter, and then I think it's a Got Seven. Nope, we just got to. Just Jay Park. Just you. <laughs> Jay, you can be a Jay Park supporter or a Shiny supporter. Um, we appreciate any support. Seriously. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Have a great time. <laughs> yes. I, I was going to say have a good night, but I was like, wait. <laughs> it might not be night. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.